This year, I think some of those normal Christmas things, warm, fuzzy things are going to feel dissonant because we've been confronted with our brokenness and our systemic brokenness, um, with our fragility, our mortality. Hi there, this is the show that loves to go behind the scenes, sometimes even into actual physical green rooms to bring you interviews one-on-one with artists to get to know the heart behind the music. Hi, I'm Dave Trout. Welcome to Green Room Door, a podcast of UTR Media, and this is the fourth episode of our fourth season of the show and the final episode of the year 2020. Uh, We always love discovering new Christmas music. It's one reason why we have for years put together our top uh, list of the best Christmas albums released that year. And uh, this year, one of the artists on that list is our guest today, Caroline Cobb. She is a phenomenal Uh, storytelling singer-songwriter with a love of scripture, a love of um, putting the gospel and the story arc of redemption into music that's accessible for all ages and all walks of life. We have played Caroline's music for years on UTR's programming, and she's been uh, a couple of times a featured artist at our Escape to the Lake events through the years. So uh, this is going to be a really fun time to catch up with her. Uh, Coming up towards the end of the show, we also have some VIP guests that are going to be dropping in and talking about Christmas you will not want to miss it. It's going to be an, an all-star panel. Uh, and I'm not going to tell you who's on it quite yet. So you'll have to wait and see. Um, so uh, Caroline just released a brand new album on November 20th called A Seed, A Sunrise. It's a new Advent album and it is 100% phenomenal. In fact, before we dive into the interview, let's take a listen to one of the songs on the project. Here's a clip from her track, Comfort, O Comfort. Yes, Caroline, thank you so much for hanging out here and uh, spending some time with us today. Um, Caroline Cobb has just become a dear friend over the years and just somebody who uh, we respect to the hilt in terms of just the music she creates and the type of person that she is. Um, She's joining us from her home in Dallas, Texas today. Um, Caroline, thanks for being a part of the show. And I'll start with a congratulations because not only is your new album, A Seed, A Sunrise, out into the world, but also 
it made UTR's list of the six best Christmas albums of the year. Yes, absolutely. I really, really appreciate you guys including A Seed, A Sunrise on that list. Um, And in such good company, you guys at UTR Media have been so supportive over the years and have really been um, an encouragement to me and have also given me a lot of community among other artists as well. (laughs) Yeah, that's so encouraging to hear. Uh, Well, before we get into the new album, I'm interested in hearing, you know, what was involved in celebrating Christmas for you growing up? You know, when I look back on childhood, I don't feel like we had a ton of traditions, um, but we did have a few. And the ones that I remember are really vivid to me. I think the main thing I remember from Christmas is just the Christmas Eve services at our church. Um, We went to this really big kind of fancy church uh, that, you know, growing up there, I didn't necessarily feel like I heard the gospel um, per se. I don't know if that was just that God hadn't woken me up to it yet or if, you know, it wasn't necessarily being preached. But for whatever reason, those Christmas Eve services with the choir and lighting of the candles, um, turning the lights out, uh, my mom and dad with me, my sisters with me, um, it's just a magical, warm memory for me uh, growing up. And we would often go to kind of a later at night service. And it was just really beautiful um, and just so exciting, you know, the night before Christmas and you've been waiting all season and finally you get to sing these beautiful songs and light these candles and the light is finally coming. I, I loved that. Um, other than that, you know, we just had normal traditions of opening presents. Um, and we're trying to put some more traditions in our family that are really centered around Christ. Hmm. Now, maybe this has changed over the years, but I am curious, um, what is the Christmas music that has resonated with you the most through the years? I think uh, Andrew Peterson's Behold the Lamb of God is an album and a concert and an experience that I keep going back to again and again. Um, It's just a beautiful work. And as he always says, the story is true. And we get to sing the story with him every year. And uh, there's certain songs that bring me to tears each time. I think Behold the Lamb of God, uh, Labor of Love. Uh, Hallelujah, Christ is Born. Um, I love that album and and that concert. Um, I think just the traditional carols, too. Uh, There are so many beautiful lines in Christmas carols. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. Um, No more let sin or sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow as far as the curse is found. I love Christmas carols and the beauty of the lyrics and the way they point me to Jesus. Oh yeah. I am totally with you on that. Um, I just adore Christmas carols and all the one line zingers that just pack a powerful punch in a few short words and just also cut me to the core. Um, it's so, so good. Um, I actually actually have another Christmas Carol question, but I'm going to save it for later. Um, so when, at what point did you decide, because I think this is different for so many artists, 
I think that they will answer this completely differently. But at what point did you decide, I think I want to record a Christmas album? (laughs) You know, with every album that I do, I, I want to tell the story. What I really love doing is use using music to tell stories from scripture uh, with each song dropping in on a different moment of scripture. And the hope is that if you're listening to these albums, if you come to a concert, that you would be able to remember and rehearse and experience and journey through this big story that's really an anchor to all of our stories. Um, So I didn't set out necessarily to record a Christmas album, but I did have a few Christmas songs. And then I started to see that I was writing a lot from Isaiah. Our church was going through Isaiah, and I'd always been drawn to that book. I started to see that a lot of the songs that I had written um, had kind of a theme of Advent and a theme of longing, but hopeful longing. And so I I wrote a few more songs to kind of fill in the holes, um, but I saw that it, it wasn't necessarily just a Christmas album, you know, your typical Christmas album where you've got covers and lots of jingle bells and lots of, you know, twinkly things. Uh, this, this album is a little bit more of a longing album um, with joy sprinkled in as well. But the joyful songs, the Christmas songs are all the more joyful because of the longing that came before. Um, it looks forward to Christ's birth, but it also looks forward to his second coming. And so again, it's just a lot of longing uh, hopeful longing and, and looking ahead. So I, I guess I never said, I want to record a Christmas album. I think as I wrote songs, I realized, I think I have an Advent album here. I think, I think that's what this next album wants to be. Wow. That's pretty cool. Um, I love the title of your album, a seed, a sunrise. Can you just dig into that a little bit? Tell me what inspired that title. With the last few albums that have been these storytelling albums that have been trying to tell a story from scripture and trace a theme from beginning to end, um, those albums have all been alliteration. So we've got The Blood and the Breath, which told this story of redemption. It came out in 2013. And then in 2017, I put out an album called A Home and a Hunger that was about that uh that tension we feel between the already and the not yet. And then this, a seed, a sunrise is, uh, again about Advent themes and it, it needed to be an alliteration. And I noticed as I looked at kind of the scripture references that I was pulling from and also the lyrics of the songs that they all seemed to have these themes of garden and these images of light woven throughout. And so every song kind of tied back into this imagery of garden or this imagery of light, but it wasn't just a garden. It was um, a garden blooming up from the wilderness, from the desert, like Isaiah talks about. And it wasn't just, uh, it wasn't just, you know, light. It was the sun rising in the dawn after a long, dark night. And that felt Um, like what the album was about. And so as I searched for words uh, that were an alliteration, I was trying to tie both of those things in. And finally, after a lot of uh, consulting the thesaurus and uh, thinking through things, I landed on a seed, a sunrise. A seed has a lot um, of meaning behind it. If you listen to the album, there's lots of uh, 
kind of nods to gardens, to flowers, to a bud coming up from the stump. And sunrise throughout scripture is also associated often with the coming of Christ. And you look in Luke and Zechariah's song when he talks about the sun, um, the tender mercy of our God rising like a sun on those who sit in the darkness. And that refers back to Isaiah 9 and in Malachi, it says uh, the sun of righteousness will rise with healing in its wings. And so um, those those themes are really in all the songs if, if you look for them. And I wanted to tie all of that in to the title. Oh, Caroline Cobb is a delight and we love talking to her. In fact, we're excited we get to continue the conversation. We've got some questions of, um, to go a little more in-depth about the making of the new album and find out what's on the horizon as well. So keep it right here for more with Caroline Cobb. Um, and then we've got an all-star um panel of people joining the show at the end to to tell us some christmas thoughts and uh some christmas memories as well it's going to be a lot of fun and um uh, we'll tell you who's a part of that real soon you will definitely want to stick around for the end of today's show um we've got a lot of christmas stuff happening right now we want to tell you about um, because obviously tis the season, right? And um, one of those things, it has to do with the album that Caroline mentioned earlier in the interview, Behold the Lamb of God by Andrew Peterson and Friends. And that album originally was recorded in 2004 and has since been re-released and re-recorded, but we have the original recording on vinyl, which is out of print now. And we're giving it away. So if you uh, are listening to this show before December 15th, you can swing over to our website and enter our contest. It's totally free to do so. And that's utrmedia.org. We link it in the show notes as well. Um, Plus, don't forget to check out Caroline on the... uh, uh, the six best Christmas albums of 2020. We have an article about that. Plus, we also do a special audio countdown on the most recent episode of the Gourmet Music Podcast. Plus, we have over two and a half hours of gourmet Christmas music you can listen to on our special menu playlist. That's available on Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Prime Music. And we'll link to that as well in the show notes. Um, Well, I hope you are having a wonderful Christmas season. Um, We are going to be right back with more interview time with Caroline Cobb. Don't go anywhere. This UTR Media Podcast is sponsored by the new Kickstarter campaign for singer-songwriter Graham Jones. Good News, Great Joy is the name of a new Advent album that Graham Jones would love to record with your help. Support the campaign before it expires on December 30th. Search Graham Jones on Kickstarter or find the link in today's show notes. Hey, this is UTR's Dave Trout, and this Friday I'm hosting a Facebook Live video you don't want to miss. It's called 2020. What up with that? What's up with that? 
You're going to want to join us this Friday, December 11th at 11 a.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Eastern Time for a Facebook Live video where I will cover such groundbreaking questions as what has it been like running a nonprofit in the year 2020? <laughs> what were the good surprises of the year? What are we looking forward to the most for the road ahead? What are some ways, if any, that you can link arms with us? What are the details for the private online all-star concert? Ah, that, plus your questions and comments on the Facebook Live called 2020, What Up With That? This Friday, December 11th, at 11 a.m. Central Time, 12 Eastern Time, at facebook.com slash utrmedia. If you like to see the encouraging, spirit-focused work that UTR Media continue to grow strong, join the year-end campaign, Build-A-Thon 2020. Together, we can see the work grow and thrive, especially now when digital content is so important. Your gift of support will help impact lives. Rebecca in Missouri said, UTR's SongRx emails have become part of my morning routine, and they are balm to my heart. I listen to every song and always get a dose of truth that my heart desperately needs. These emails have almost single-handedly reminded me of the importance of music in my daily life. Thanks, UTR. Invest in the good work at UTR Media now during Build-A-Thon 2020 with a one-time or monthly tax-deductible donation. Go to utrmedia.org. You're listening to the Green Room Door Podcast. I'm Dave Trout, and our guest today is Dallas-based singer-songwriter Caroline Cobb. And we're talking about her brand new Advent release, A Seed, A Sunrise. Well, before we dig into more questions, let's listen to some of the album. Here's a clip from Hallelujah, Christ is Born. Come and bow in wonder and prepare him. It's so good. Yes, it is all original music celebrating the coming of our Savior. It's the new Advent album, A Seed, A Sunrise by Caroline Cobb, our special guest today. Um, And uh, can you tell us, Caroline, just thematically, what is sort of the story arc um, that you were aiming for, kind of the message that you want 
the listeners to journey through when they listen to the album? Yes, this really is an Advent album. Uh, so at the beginning of the of the album, there's a song called We Wait For You. And it, it's pretty dramatic. It's um, a song of longing, a song of waiting, um, going back all the way to the garden and the exile of Adam and Eve from the garden. It talks about the exile of the people of Israel, waiting for the Messiah to come. Um, and then it talks about how Jesus came and took the thorns of our exile and our sin upon his head, was buried like a seed in the ground and rose again, um, kind of opening the doors to be in relationship with him again. And uh, the rest of the album kind of walks through that again and again, um, where there's this the first few songs are longing for Christ to come and kind of longing for him to come again. And then there's a couple of songs about Jesus's birth and they're full of joy. And I think the joy of those songs is all the more thrilling because we were in darkness the first couple of songs. And then after that, there's a few songs that are really looking ahead to when he comes back. Um, so again, the whole album is longing with hope. It's an Advent-themed album that's looking ahead to Christ's first birth and also his second coming. Mm, yeah. One of the trademarks of any Caroline Cobb album through the years, and is true on this one too, is that you um, just surround yourself with incredibly talented people who contribute to the, the work that you're doing. Um, can you just tell me a little bit more about the importance of community um, and, and just some of the people that had a hand in this album. Yes. I love, um, thinking about who is going to be the producer on certain projects because they really take in hand what the sound will be like. Um, they also pick who is going to be playing on the projects. And, uh, it was really fun to work with Isaac Wardell, who has headed up Porter's Gate and he's worked with Santa McCracken and Josh Garrels on this project, we, we were in East Nashville actually just before that big tornado hit and just before COVID also. Um, and we were in a, a little home studio owned by a guy named Evan Sealing, And we worked on 16 songs for two albums in just four days. So the process was really unpolished in a lot of ways, in a good way. Um, it was raw. It was intimate. Uh, we were all singing and playing live in the same room. And I think that comes through on the album. Uh, so it's been, it was really a cool process. And then we recorded again, not only just this Advent album, but also an ad or an album about Jesus. Um, and it's going to be called, I think, A King and His Kindness. And those songs are going to come out sometime in 2021. Yes, it's so fascinating. I actually have a question about that, a follow-up album uh, in just a minute. But, um, you know, you were just talking about community and how uh, how valuable it is to you. And, and uh, I find it interesting because you probably have a web of community, not only kind of local artists in the Dallas area that you connect with, but also a lot of kind of Internet connections with people all over the country. In terms of community, um, I have struggled with community just living in Dallas and not not Nashville. But I have found through different things like Art House Dallas, um, my church and other places and really just the community of folks that I've met through UTR, through Art House, through 
other organizations have been such a support in music. I know that if I am stuck on a song, I can get um, the opinion of someone that I've met before. Or if I need some help knowing how to do the business side of music, I can email uh, Jenna from the Wild Harbors or somebody like that, and we can help each other out. Oh, I just love when uh, teamwork happens like that. Yeah. Um, okay, well, let's talk about your next album that you're releasing um, coming up in 2021 uh, because you actually kickstarted both albums at the same time. So um, I I was assuming that they are kind of like a package deal in some ways. Yeah, so this, this is a two-part project. Um, in the studio, we recorded all 16 songs for two albums in four days which was crazy. Uh, The next project is zooming in on the life of Jesus and really on the compassionate life of Jesus. That's going to come out sometime in 2021. Right now I'm thinking maybe September, but I'm not sure. And what I wanted to do with that album and with this one is really focus in on the life of Jesus. And so this, this first Advent album really looks back at the Old Testament longing for Christ and at his birth and then longing for him to return. And then the next album, A King and His Kindness, will pick up after the birth and just look at his life and his death and his resurrection. Um, I especially was drawn to him as a human being, as he touched people, healed people, interacted with people, and turned tables over and, and got in people's faces too. And I love looking at Christ in that way. Um, I think sometimes we can make Jesus into a theory and he was a real person on earth. He was 100% God, also 100% human. And I I think the glory of that is something that I wanted to uh, step into and explore through songwriting. And I assume that working on a double album like this, it actually kind of expanded your ability to lean into community. Am I right? Yes, absolutely. Some fun people appear on the next album, too. Taylor Linhart is going to be singing with me on a song called Find Rest, which is from Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 through 30. Um, my friend Sean Carter sings with me. Resound, uh, the gospel trio that appears on the Advent album, is also singing on this next album, too. And so uh, it's it's a really... I'm excited about this next album. I think it's it's going to be um, a great follow-up to this Advent album. Yeah, we'll be looking forward to it for sure. Um, your Christmas album is all original songs, but I, I know that you are someone who has a love for old hymns. You talked earlier about, about Christmas carol, one-line zingers. So I was just wondering if you have any favorite Advent hymns this time of year. I love all Christmas carols pretty much, but um, I think that they are so rich. O Come, O Come, Emmanuel is a beautiful song. Um, Joy to the World is a beautiful song. I think one that I've noticed in the past couple of years, and I actually did a recording of it with my friend Sean Carter, is um, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. Quickly, the story behind that it makes it really interesting. Um, the story behind this song is that Longfellow, the poet, wrote it. It was during the Civil War, but he had also just uh, lost his wife a few years before to a fire, to a house fire. Her dress caught on fire, and he 
tried to put out the flames, but he couldn't. Um, he had scars for the rest of his life because of it. Uh, he also had recently found out that his son was severely injured in the war. And so this song is written in the midst of some dissonance. He wakes up on Christmas morning and he hears the bells ringing. Um, and yet, as it says in the song, hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Um, he's also hearing cannons going off. He's also thinking about his son and, you know, and the ver the final verse ends with, you know, God is not dead, nor does he sleep. The wrong will fail, the right prevail with peace on earth, goodwill to men. And I, I've been thinking about it. I think this Christmas Carol in particular, I Heard the Bells, is a great Christmas Carol for 2020 because um, this year, I think some of those normal Christmas things, warm, fuzzy things are going to feel dissonant because we've been confronted with our brokenness and our systemic brokenness, um, with our fragility, our mortality. And yeah, we we might not feel like singing some of those songs that are all warm and fuzzy without any um, acknowledgement of suffering. I love I Heard the Bells because it does acknowledge suffering and it recognizes that dissonance that we can feel when we're going through something hard and then we hear the cheerfulness of Christmas and the bells ringing, um, but it reminds us that our hope our true joy is in Christ and in his uh, ability to conquer death and conquer sin. And that's why he was born. That's why he came and he's going to come again. And so we can say with hope, how long, O oh Lord, but our hope is also unwavering. We know he will come back. We know he will set what is wrong to right and everything broken uh, will come untrue. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, well, we are just so grateful uh, that you were able to join us today to share more of your heart, your music, and um, just the the making of um, this incredible new Christmas album. Um, we're so thankful, Caroline, for you to just hang out with us and be on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Dave. I really appreciate uh, the chance to get to talk to you. Oh, a true delight. It's always a delight to talk to Caroline Cobb, our VIP guest today on the Green Room Door podcast. Her new album, A Seed, A Sunrise, is so good. Must listen this Advent season. We're going to link to the Spotify album on our show notes today. And just make sure to keep following Caroline. She's got that new album coming in the spring. Follow her on all the social medias. Um, a uh, We have a very special um, Christmas memory, uh, walk down memory lane with some VIP guests coming up after this short break. You are definitely being rewarded for sticking around today. Uh, in fact, I'll tell you right now who's going to join us. <laughs> this is so fun. We're going to hear from Kevin Max, Jess Ray, Jeremy Casella, and Gloria Gaynor all in just a few minutes. Can you believe it? It's so, so fun. Um, and a huge thank you to everybody who's a part of the UTR support team. 
We couldn't be here without you, and um, we are actually having our Build-A-Thon fundraiser right now. So just for people who have never yet gotten involved, if you're that person and you, this is your time to get involved and help support this ministry, help us keep doing what we're doing, um, it would be such an encouragement to us. And we've got some special rewards for you. In fact, if you give it a certain level, you actually get a brand new devotional book that we're producing. And then if you give it a different level, you get the uh, ebook version of that devotional. And for, for gifts of any size, um, we're going to give you a ticket to an all-star online concert in January. Um, we are super stoked for that. More details will be revealed very soon. Um, but check out all the information at our Build-A-Thon fundraiser campaign page at utrmedia.org. And of course, it'll be linked in the show notes today. All right, stick around. We've got Christmas memories with a very special panel of guests next on Green Room Door. This UTR Media Podcast is sponsored by the debut release from singer-songwriter Andrew Haynes. Dig a While by Andrew Haynes is an acoustic folk album inspired by the beauty of creation and the truth of scripture. Dig a While by Andrew Haynes is available now on Spotify and all other major music platforms. Here's singer-songwriter Randall Goodgame. I believe the world is a better place because UTR Media is in it. And really, it comes from the passion of Dave Trout and his vision. He's really single-handedly curated a, a new genre of music for that you really couldn't ever find in one place before, where it's thoughtful, inspiring, creative music that all beats with the heart of the gospel. So my favorite artists are all congregated here, and um, it's people that take faith seriously but also know that they live in, the, in a real material world. And so the people that are on UGR Media sing about the joys and the trials of the human experience. There's just nothing else like it. I'm so grateful for you, Dave Trout, and for UTR Media. You can learn more about our ministry or begin supporting at utrmedia.org. This UTR Media podcast is sponsored by Amazon.com and their platform for giving back to nonprofit organizations, smile.amazon.com. The next time you need to buy a backpack, computer, book, glue sticks, Ultra HD TV, or fidget spinner, millions of products, and you type in AMA, stop right there. And instead, type in smile.amazon.com. It's the exact same website, exact same products, but now you can type in UTR Media as your supporting organization, and Amazon will donate 0.5% of all eligible purchases to UTR. You literally pay the same price and get the same prime benefits, but UTR Media gets supported thanks to you being a kind and thoughtful shopper. 
If you shop with the Amazon app, you can load up your shopping cart and then go to smile.amazon.com to check out, and you will be unlocking free money to support this mission. Again, go to smile.amazon.com for your online shopping and select to support UTR Media. Hey, welcome back. I'm Dave Trout. This is the Green Room Door Podcast. One thing I vowed to do here in 2020 is to Christmas hard. <laughs> yes, um, it has been such a unusual and disorienting ride of a year that um, I find so much hope in Christmas. Um, it is... You know, Jesus is the light of the world, and boy, do we need light to shine in the darkness. Uh, Jesus has come to be with us. He's Emmanuel, and um, in in this social isolation age that we're in, we need comfort and a cure for the loneliness that we have. So anyway, I am just excited to be in the throes of the Christmas season, and... I'm excited to have a VIP guest roster joining us for this final segment of the show so that we can talk a little bit more about just Christmas time. It's great, right? So um, I started out, let's let's talk to four-time Grammy award-winning vocalist Kevin Max, and I asked him, if there's anything that he used to celebrate in terms of Christmas as a kid that has now carried over into his adult years and him raising his own kids. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I feel like everybody carries on some kind of a tradition. If you've been brought up, you know, in a home that celebrates Christmas and, Obviously, ours uh, was that kind of a family. I, you know, traditionally, we open our presents on Christmas morning. We have like a Christmas lunch together. We kind of hang out as a family all day. The kids open their presents in the morning. It's it's pretty fun. Um, I try to do music um, during the holidays. Um, obviously, I've been doing Winter Woods, which is my own Christmas concert, and I've been doing it uh, now for four years. All right. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and believe it or not, Kevin Max is not the only Grammy Award winning artist on the show today. Uh, we are being joined right now with two time Grammy winner Gloria Gaynor. I asked her what was the most meaningful Christmas gift she ever received. The most meaningful Christmas gift I've ever received is a sign from my friend slash sister from another mister slash manager, Stephanie Gold. It's a small wooden sign that says, if I could have a big sister, I'd want her to be you. It is almost, it's difficult for me to even talk about that without tearing up because I, it just meant so much for, to me. As for the most meaningful Christmas gift I've ever given, I don't know. Because each gift I I give is chosen especially for the recipient. 
because I believe it is something that they uh, that would let them know that I I took the time to consider their likes, their needs, their desires, and and whenever I'm choosing a gift for them. So um, that's why I start buying Christmas gifts in January because all of that takes time. <laughs> She's amazing, Gloria Gaynor. So glad she could join us. And our next artist is Jeremy Casella. I asked him. Uh, what he reflects on as some of the the best memories of uh, Christmas growing up as a kid. My favorite childhood memory uh, of Christmas is um, being with my family, my my brothers and my mom and dad um, at church on Christmas Eve, because in Pennsylvania, we often had snow growing up. And there were a, a lot of Christmas Eves where we would go to church for the uh, the candlelight service, which I always loved. And we'd ride back home, you know, late at night on Christmas Eve, the snow would be falling, winding through the hills of uh, Pittsburgh back to our house. And I had so much excitement and so much anticipation about Christmas morning and all that that would be with gifts and delicious foods and everything. I just, Christmas is the best. And that's probably my favorite Christmas memory is just Christmas Eve in Pennsylvania with my brothers when we were really little and all the snow and all the excitement with my parents. Nice. Thanks for that, Jeremy. And our final VIP guest today is Jess Ray. And I asked her um, on these cold December days, um, what are the Christmas memories from years gone by that warms her heart the most? Hmm. Okay, I would say really my my favorite, like most tender memory would be thinking that I was going to go to bed. Me and my brothers, we're, you know, all ready for bed, maybe even in bed. And then my parents would sneak in and they would say, hey, we're going to go take you out to look at Christmas lights. And so we would all bundle up and get in the car and drive around the neighborhood. And it just, there was something about it because it's like, you never get to like ride around in a car in your pajamas. Like that wasn't allowed. So it was like so great. This like magical thing to get to like all pile in the car together. Everyone's quiet listening, you know, listening to music, looking at the, the lights all in our pajamas stuffed in the back seat of this car. And so, yeah, that's probably my favorite, my favorite memory. And it was always a surprise. I never knew when that was going to happen. So, yeah. Ah, that's so precious. I love it. Thank you, Jess Ray, for sharing those fond Christmas memories. I love it. And uh, yeah, I I have um, one thing that's was a part of my upbringing, and uh, it's, it's still something that is ingrained in me to this day as an adult is a love of holiday movies. Ah, I just can't celebrate Christmas without good Christmas movies. And I just loved all the classics growing up. Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, The Little Drummer Boy. Of course, still to this day, one of my all-time favorite movies is It's a Wonderful Life. I just love it each and every year. Um, Well, thank you to our VIP guests joining us here at the tail end of the show. Um, Jess Ray, Jeremy Casella, Gloria Gaynor, and Kevin Max. And of course, thank you to Caroline Cobb for the extended interview today. Um, What a joy uh, to uh, celebrate these Christmas thoughts and music with you. 
Um, if you want more Christmas music, just start by going to our website. We've got playlists and other podcasts and uh, videos that you could check out um, at utrmedia.org. And also, that's the same website to check out our Build-A-Thon campaign, because if you have not yet gotten involved in supporting this ministry, now we need your help. Um, This is an important time for us because we actually are planning on growing in 2021. Our budget has expanded. We need more supporters, friends just like you, to hop on board and say, I'm going to keep this going. So um, we would love to get your support and check out all the details at our website again, utrmedia.org. This is actually the final uh, Green Room Door podcast of the year, and and we're going to take a break. And in fact, we won't be back until February, um, partly because the month of January is pretty much dedicated to our critics panels picks of the top 11 gourmet albums of the year gone by and the top gourmet songs from 2020. So um, a lot of great content coming out and we'll be back in February with more one-on-one interviews. I'm Dave Trout. It has been a pleasure to hang out with you. Merry Christmas to each and every one of you. Uh, We hope you have the most wonderful holiday season celebrating the birth of our Savior And you've been listening to the Green Room Door podcast, a production of UTR Media, an independent, listener-supported, nonprofit ministry in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and online at utrmedia.org.